Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Speaking of the best, let's talk to Chris Turnage, who I heard uh, yesterday. I think it was on Drive Time. I don't know, Chris. All my days are running together, but I did hear you on Drive Time this week, and I heard a guy call in and ask you a tough question about conflicts of interest and such, and thought you handled it with uh, great class and panache, per usual. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. It's good to have Chris on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. We're going to talk about uh, Arkansas uh, players at the Combine, at the Pro Day, and also their draftability going forward or any other guys that you want to get into, Chris. And Wes and I spent some time, I think it was last night over beers, discussing um, the linebacker from Arkansas, Grant Morgan, and his his uh, vertical leap. Both of us, I think, were shocked at how high he jumped. It was nearly even with Traylon Burks, and no offense, I would have figured there was a pretty good gap in there. But the dude's a pretty darn good athlete. His 40 time wasn't great, but, you know, he did a good job on the bench. I don't know what his shuttle drill, how that compared, but uh, what were your thoughts of his performance at Pro Day? I know he was a little hurt over not getting a combine invite. Yeah, you know, the I think the same thing that uh, you just said, Justin, a lot of people think in terms of the vert. Uh, he did he exceeded the expectations there and, and laterally was really good with the shuttle and L drill. Um but the 40 obviously was was uh, less than desirable from NFL team standpoint, um, and, and that's kind of the book on. I mean, I think you can see that in film is the straight line speed. You know, maybe isn't there, but the, the side to side and moving in between, uh, you know, missing a block here or there to go make a tackle is. And so, um, you know, he, he is a great uh, has a great heart, has a great uh, motor, um, but is a tad slow in terms of what NFL teams look for. And again, that's not to say he's not going to make it by any means, but that's just. Um, from from the way they go through their evaluation, um, so most likely he's going to be a, a priority free agent. Um, the term PFA, and uh, you know, team will, will look for him to make his make his mark on special teams, and I think he absolutely can do that. Um, you know, once he gets in, is there a chance or are, is there talk of t- of teams looking at Morgan as a fullback? You know, I, I think there's always uh, those guys, either from a D lineman or a linebacker, that maybe a step too slow from their position that do look at like fullbacks uh, potentially. I don't know if he worked out um, or if he's going to work out at fullback with some teams and, and try to showcase um, some of those skills. But I think that's a transition, and knowing him that he's a guy that could make that transition, you know, should they want. Now, keep in mind, only about 16, uh, well, actually about 14 teams only use a true fullback now. Um, which makes that spot even tougher. Now it's a lot of uh, you know tight ends that uses H backs, those type of things. But um, I, I could see that transition potentially. Um, you know, if, if teams wanted it. I was I was surprised with Traylon Burks' forty time. I watched him run away from Alabama DBs, who I know are fast. I watched him run away from a Texas A and M DB. I, I don't remember him getting caught from behind. I, I just thought he was faster than a four five or four five five. Is that going to hurt him? You know, I, I thought he was too, and I think maybe game speed is. And I think there again, this is something you can kind of see on film: is the, the start on the forty is not good. The, the back twenty is really good, and I think that's what you see is is maybe he's not the great off the line against Alabama, but once he's already in motion, you know, he leaves them. And so, I do think it, his performance at combine and pro day has hurt him a little bit in terms of when he came in, he was fighting for the number one overall receiver spot. Um, and had a legitimate shot to do that. I don't think he's in that conversation anymore. You know, I think you're going to see him at – and also paired with what the other receivers have done in front of him or that were competing with him. 
you know, I think you're going to see Burke still a first-round pick most likely, but in that third to fourth receiver, you know, overall range. Although that's not necessarily a bad thing for him. Obviously, it could mean a little bit of money difference, but that also means he's probably going to a better team um, with a chance to win, you know, quicker. I, I saw the Cowboys in the late, the latest mock draft, or one of them, taking him, and I was like, I, and I know the stuff with Amari Cooper, and I just felt like the Cowboys have too many needs uh, to be taking a, another wide receiver in the first round, although I'd love to see Traylon Burks on the Cowboys. That would be awesome, but um, what, what are you hearing? What's the latest on the Cowboys and what they're thinking in the first round? Yeah, I mean, I, I could. I agree with you, Wes. I mean, if they fell, I think it's going to be tempting for Jerry Jones to not come take a Razorback if, if Burks uh, fell that low. But I, I mean, you got to look. They got offensive line needs. They got um, some some defensive line needs. Obviously, again, depending on if you know what happens with, with some of their other positions, uh, guys at those positions. But uh, yeah, they do need absolutely some other other needs before spending a, a first round receiver. But it wouldn't shock me if if Burks fell to see Jerry Jones. Uh, Try to make that connection. we got Chris Turnage on with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. All right, quarterback movement. I mean, it's been crazy the last couple of days. You know, Aaron Rodgers started it all, and then the dominoes started falling with trades happening. Uh, what would what he see next with all the quarterbacks? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, Washington is – I wouldn't even call it a quarterback quandary that they were in. It was really more of just a quarterback quagmire of trying to figure out where to go and, and what to do. Um, everybody knew they needed one, and so they ended up with Wentz, and I think that was probably their sort of fourth choice um, in the whole deal. But today's going to be a big day with Deshaun Watson. You know, the green jury meet to decide whether to indict or not. Um, and I do know if they decide not to indict, I think some teams will take the risk with the civil suits and try to make that move for Deshaun. If they do decide to indict, then that changes the complexion. You won't see, you know, Watson move. So I think he's kind of the next domino today to see what shakes out uh, with the grand jury. And then, then you go forward and see, you know, I think Jimmy G is, uh, would probably be the next one after that to see, see where he goes and, and what transpires there. And, you know, it's crazy. I was talking with, with like some teams at the combine. Uh, the Jets and some others who have some pretty high picks, and they're like, man, we're just hoping some teams fall in love with some of these quarterbacks to come up and uh, and trade for them uh, with us. And, but unfortunately, this year's quarterback class leaves a little bit to be desired in terms of overall you know, depth and, and pure quality, at least as projection right now. Chris, I'm glad you brought Deshaun Watson up. I've been fascinated by this case, and I, again, am not an idiot, despite some of the things I've said over the years. I get that the wheels of justice turn slowly. I just don't understand why it has taken all this time to get to this point. And I realize there were a lot of accusations from a lot of different people and a long investigation that probably had to take place. But we're talking about basically 20-plus instances of he said, she said. After you do the interviews, what else is there before you decide if you're going to sit down and, and try to bring charges or not? What has what gummed up this process so much to the point where it's over a year later? Well, and that's a good point, Justin. I think it absolutely has run a little slower, but I think a lot of that has been, you know, intentional delays on the part of the defense side, um, you know, just dragging it out a little bit so that Deshaun Watson can remain eligible all year to get that paycheck, um, you know, because he was never put on, obviously, the commissioner exempt list or anything like that. And so I think part of it is a defense strategy to, to keep stretching it out a little bit. Um, you know, they've gone through depositions of, majority of the accusers um, in this case and then uh, they're about to depose Deshaun Watson and of course then his defense 
council objected to that, and so there was a ruling mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago where they can proceed with that um, here pretty soon, by I believe by April 15th. So I, I agree with you. I mean, it's it moved extremely slow, but uh, the hope is maybe today there'll, there'll be some clarity, and, and uh, at least from the criminal side of things. If the grand jury decides not to move forward, what do you think that means for him? Is he still untouchable because of the civil suits? I think you're going to see two teams who say, hey, we'll work with the civil suits. Yeah, there could be some suspension coming, but it's not going to be a, a season long. You know, it's going to be three to five games, you know, pinning that. So I think you're going to see Carolina as one of those that says, hey, we'll, we can live with the civil suits as long as the criminal matter is not proceeding um, from a felony standpoint. And I think you're going to see Seattle in that mix. Uh, to say, hey, we would—they've uh, taken yeah. some chances before with with some characters to say, hey, we'll we'll uh, we'll ride out the civil suit um, as long as we know there's no felonies coming. You know, I just can't help but think about Robert Kraft and his situation, and I'm like, I don't know if it's still in 2022 okay to play the. Well, I didn't know. I've never had a massage before. I thought that was standard procedure <laughs> card. I, I mean, I don't know if that's still a thing or not, but I know plenty of guys are like, no. <laughs> No, I thought that's what happens at the end of it. No, 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 that's not. That's not appropriate at all. That has nothing to do with what a normal up on the up and up massage parlor is doing. No, bro. I've had this conversation. My buddy's like, so uh, I'm like, no, dude, no. That's not how it works, you idiot. Not a lot of the ones I go to, at least. Maybe it's some of the places uh, that are a little seedier. But I don't know if he can play that card. He's like, I don't know. I've never had a massage before. What do you want from me? I just thought that was normal. I thought it was cool to ask. Well, for yeah, the big, and the biggest thing in that whole in that whole deal, just to your point, is. I mean, guys like that, the team will arrange any masseuse you want, literally, for you. Mm. And, and the fact that he's going out, you know, for, for on Instagram or whatever, for 22 different people, I mean, that's, I don't know, to me, that's just, that's the crazy part of that story is he could literally have it if he truly wanted, you know, a regular one. It, it, like you said, hey, I didn't know that. I think that kind of goes out the window when you, when you look at the circumstances. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, sorry, I got sidetracked. The story this is fascinating to me. Chris, has there been a Razorback that's really a, a improved his stock uh, during the, the the pro day or the combine? Anyone that's kind of blown up? You know, uh, unfortunately, there hasn't been really one that, that that's taken uh, taken a big leap. It's really uh, they've either kind of stayed the same, or um, you know, maybe some in some cases gone down. Um, I was talking with you know a ton of the scouts that. Obviously, Fayetteville's pro day was the other day, and then Washington Baptist was for Greg Jr., who you guys were present when he got the, the Senior Bowl invite, when we found out he got the Senior Bowl invite there. Um, and so all the scouts came down to Arkadelphia, and, and, you know, I was chatting with all of them, and uh, they said, man, it really just – there hadn't been one guy that's really just jumped out and said, oh, wow, he's, he's kind of helped cementing his, his position and really moving up. And, again, that's not to say they're not going to do well in the draft, but just in general they haven't really, you know, uh, moved up over the, out over this postseason process. How did Greg Jr. do? You know, he did really well. There was uh, 19 scouts uh, there, which is uh, remarkable for a, a D2 um, guy, and uh, he, uh, he he did really well. He ran 4-4-4, 4-4-5 range. He had a 39.5 vert, um, mm. 18 on the bench. And, um, you know, every scout, every scout was very, very complimentary of him. Um, some were actually comparing his numbers to Buster Brown because they, again, had just seen it. And, and uh, Greg had actually um, beat Buster on every every uh, single drill, and so they were making a comment about that. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting. I think he's definitely put himself in a spot to uh, be able to get drafted the first uh, OBU player ever. Man, that's awesome. Cool. Well, so they having a big watch party in Arkadelphia? 
Uh, maybe, you know, Greg is from CrossFit, so it might be, uh, you might oh. be down in CrossFit having it, but uh, they might uh, they might do it in Arkadelphia as well. Is he back now, Chris? He is, yep. So he came back from Denver and um, did his pro day, and so now he'll be be around. So what happens, you know, now for all the guys is they can do, teams can come to the either their high school or their college and do individual workouts, but it can only be at one of those two places. So And sometimes those can be 24 hours in advance. Team calls and say, we're going to work them out tomorrow. So it's really tough logistically if they're somewhere else to try to jump on a plane and fly back and save their legs and all that. Um, then the other thing that can happen is each team can bring in 30 guys um, to their facility. These are called 30 visits, um, which is a pretty creative name. And so uh, they'll bring those in. That's not a physical workout. That's just a mental workout. Do some board work. Meet the staff. Meet the coaches, and see if you know if they're a fit. If they get it, they can get a physical on them. If they haven't, those kind of things. So that's kind of what happens next after for prospects after the pro day. Chris, uh, about fifty Domino's pizzas just showed up here at the uh, arena here in Hot Springs. So I think Wes and I are going to have to let you go. So it's Wes's birthday today, and <laughs> I told me to do it every once. So if he wants to eat a whole pizza on his birthday, I'm going to let him. You know, Chris, I can't argue with him. So. Well, you know, the big question is, I didn't get to listen to you guys. I was flying this morning. This was West, you know, one of the uh, one of the celebrities in birthday trivia today? It's a great question. Not yet, but he should be. The problem is Christian will be doing it because I'm going to be calling a game at that point. So, Christian, don't leave the big man out. Don't hurt his feelings. <laughs> if I can't get that one, I do suck. Yeah, I mean, that would, if you don't get mentioned on your own show. Chris, thank you for calling in, my friend. I appreciate the info. You take care. Thanks, guys. See you. See you, Chris. Chris Turnage on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, our favorite NFL agent.